Hey there, friends. He Said, He Said is brought to you by Bar Sue, your friendly, slightly divey neighborhood cocktail bar located at 1407 14th Avenue in Seattle. So next time you're on the hill with your girlfriends and you're a little thirsty, stop by Bar Sue and get a drink. Trust me, you won't be disappointed. Now let's get this show started. Is that like an old Negro spiritual hymn that you're humming over there? It's going to get me through this <laughs> evening. It's definitely night. It's not uh, evening. The sun's still out. So there's that. Hey, okay. Well, we go by time, dear. Oh, look at the sun, honey. Yes, yes. What's up, everybody? I am Jay. <laughs> and I'm Ray. And this is He Said, He Said, the podcast that makes you go, hmm. Mm-hmm. And yes, I really want to know what you were humming over there. It's a new song. It's a new jam jam. Okay. Please, please mm. come up with some new songs that will make us some money. Child cheese. <laughs> so we <laughs> want to start this week by reminding everyone to rate, review, and subscribe. We love our listeners. Without our listeners, we would just be speaking into the ether. And Bitch, we'd be we'd be on the on the swings at the park. <laughs> So in other words, not getting anywhere. And we just want everyone to keep in mind that if you keep up with us in these ways that you will be able to keep up with our events. If you're in the area, such as our bingo event that happens once a month and our one year anniversary party that's coming up June 7th at Barsu. Boom, boom, So it's important to, you know, keep up to date and abreast of what Ray and Jay are doing. A big old double D abreast, abreast, honey. Abreasts. Yes. Come through, And for those of you who are not in the area, we love the connection. So if you want to connect with us, you want to give us pod topics, if you want to just give us feedback, if you want to say, hey, look, no, you were wrong, that's fine. We love it. Especially if it's Ray. Excuse me. If he's wrong. Okay. That's cute. That's cute. We're That's here cute. for that. <laughs> but we want to um, have that kind of interaction with our listeners because, again, you are what make us us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, bitch, speaking of us, how was your week, bitch? Uh, my week was good. Game of Thrones is a really big thing right Ooh, now. Oh, I can't wait till it's done. For any of you, you out there who are actually watchers, which I think we probably have talked about in the past. Jay is not. Maybe we haven't talked about it but we have not a watcher i ray am a huge watcher so that really sadly takes up a lot of mental space these days because Uh, we're all really just trying to figure out what's going to happen i don't even know what's happening i know you don't even though you went to to that party when the season started listen it was supporting a friend but it wasn't trying to be nobody's it was it was and that was nice of you i suppose so um, but the week was, it was pretty good. I mean, you know, we always have a ton of shit going on. Um, we what went, your, wait, we had was, a, wait, so we had a concert, I right? I was going to see if you remember, because yeah, Lord Betty, knows you don't remember much. We, okay, don't be a bitch. Um, um, I mean, why do I even still say that to you at this point? Like, that's just, it's just you, it's your personality. Uh, it's, it is. Um, so Betty who, we saw Betty who, it was great. Um, we saw her at the Neptune 
um, here in Seattle. Mm-hmm. The gays were out. Child, it was like an episode of Where's Waldo and everyone looked like Waldo. No, child. it was like Grinder Central. That's what it I was. Would all say that the it Caucasian was. gays, <laughs> they were out. And there was definitely um, someone to my right who was like looking for someone in the crowd. And like there were two Grindr? guys. Yeah. So I don't know if it was Grinder, but it was some kind of a dating app. And like oh. they were like pinching the picture and like making it bigger and like pointing and like, oh, is that him over there? I'm like, girl. You know, you wasn't looking at no one but me, bitch. And that's always, I don't, and that's the one thing when I'm in situations like that, just because, I mean, I've always been like a one person person. Like I will notice people and Mm -hmm. I will see people, but it's not like a, oh, you know, I'm staring at other guys or whatever. So um, it was just very interesting because it was so interesting. It, we, it was a lot of, it was, it was definitely a gay affair, It was, but the concert itself, um, I would say was, um, really good. Um, Betty, who is someone who we have recently really gotten into. We've had friends in the past who have said, Oh, okay. You should put that straw in that bottle of wine at this point. Okay, well, considering that you had the straw in the vodka bottle. Right, but that was a joke. But I I think you should legit put that straw in the bottle. Okay, so carry on, bitch. What were you saying? um, You know, it was a good show. She was very high energy. I love that she sang live, she danced. She's very poppy. um, But I, I had a really good time. So it I mean, I guess yeah, that probably was the highlight of the week, I guess, for us. It was you know? cute. So I don't know, but for you, how was your week? It was good. So you know what? Um, I would say the concert was definitely one of the um highlights. You know, um, also I would say we had brunch on Sunday, uh, which was good. Oh, we did. Uh, yes, one true. of our yes, listeners who was listener now a friend, who is a friend. <laughs> boom, yes. boom. Shout out. I'm not uh, going to put you out there, but shout out to you. You know who you are. Okay. And then, um, <laughs> yeah, so it's just we're prepping for our trip. So I'm getting my life right, preparing for these podcast events, you know, networking, just trying to build a brand. Y'all. What trip? You mentioned trip, but where are we going? We're going to Vegas next week. So okay. don't worry, y'all. There'll be an episode, <laughs> but we're going to Vegas next week. So I'm trying to get my mind right. And it's then one you, of my favorite places. And then you, child cheese. And then you were one of um, my my being. The and then you word. were planning the trip because, like, uh-huh. you know, we need to know where we're gonna eat and stuff. So yeah. I'm ready, bitch. I'm hungry uh-huh. and I'm ready to relax. <laughs> I want to be my my work phone to be down. And you said Always you were gonna hungry, be your work phone. Thirsty. You said your work phone's gonna be down. So it's gonna be a highlight, bitch. Yes. But yeah, you know, let's get started into these topics. I mean, that was your week. Like, what house happened? Okay, so there was a br- there was a brunch. And work. There was a concert. There was work. Okay. And work. And these topics. So let's talk about them. So the first thing is you, bitch. So tell them unfiltered, unbothered. All right. So Dennis Rodman. Ooh, come on. <laughs> so first of all, sidebar, tangent, whatever you want to call it. Detour. Yes, tall Cisco. <laughs> Wait, what? You know, because he had the blonde hair and he had a nose ring like Cisco. Right, but he... I'm sure he. I'm pretty sure he predates Cisco though. Yeah, so he's the tall Cisco. So no, Cisco is the short Dennis Rodman. Uh, anywho, <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> um, Dennis Rodman and my tangent is that the it's the oddest thing because Dennis Rodman's really kind of skeevy and gross, but but I, was he always back in the day when he was actually still playing ball? Um, I have to say that there was a part of me that found him 
to be attractive. And oh, that's like when like, you were straight. Looking looking back now, it's just kind of like, what the fuck was I like? What was I thinking? You were you were fluid in your sexuality, <laughs> bitch. You, you said, know? put me on a doormat and walk all over me. <laughs> No, bitch. I don't know. I don't know anything about that. I'm not into that. But, um, you know, back in the day, he Scrub was still dub, playing dub, ball. Bitch. He had that memoir that he really he, memoir that he released. You said it right the first time, bitch. <laughs> You're dramatic. <laughs> memoir. <laughs> and it's like he had the tattoos and the piercings and the nails just, painted. And you just were like, hey, was, with there was your something about him. I don't think Ooh. I'm the only one. I think there's probably plenty of people out there, both male and female, who felt the same way. Paula Abdul, <laughs> Carmen, uh, Carmen Electra, Electra Madonna. Who he actually married. Um, but anyway, I digress. So Dennis Rodman um, has hit on some kind of hard times. Child, he so, went to Lululemon. It wasn't Lululemon. <laughs> but a Newport Beach yoga studio owner well, what was it called? is claiming that the you former... You know what it was called? No. Vibes Hot Yoga. It's a hot yoga studio? Hot Vibes Hot Yoga. I, I, I don't... What is... I don't get hot yoga. You just sweat it out, bitch. Right, but I feel like that would be nasty. I feel like it really Well, depends. not all of us live in a body that is heated uh, 24-7. No, I feel like, like it would be, be... No, but that doesn't have anything to do with what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that I feel like if you're in a room with all these people and you're sweating and doing yoga... Sweating. That, like, you don't always know what other people's hygiene is. But you're sweating out all your, all your like, toxins. Yeah, and also your BO, your body odor. Well, hopefully bitches is sneaky <laughs> with the deodorant. <laughs> hopefully. But this but yoga if, studio... If hot yoga, what was happening? Yeah, this yoga studio, um, actually, the owner, is claiming that Robman entered the business, and he actually entered, entered the business multiple times in a two-day period mm-hmm. um, and that he helped other people, including a former employee of the studio, steal more than $3,500 in merchandise, including a 400-pound amethyst crystal. So the owner, the cra- one of the crazy things about this is that the owner is saying that he literally watched this unfold live on security cameras and video. Back? No, he was off site, but he says he was watching it live for 20 minutes. So he's watching this. And Where I, was he at? He was off site. He was so at probably, Barnes and Nobles. No, he probably was at home. He was at Barnes and Nobles getting that good um, Cheesecake Factory um, cheesecake no. and reading to Us Weekly. I think he was at home. And it, there was just the one woman who was actually the employee who was there, um, you know, for the day or whatever. Uh, like and the, it was a blonde. Associate. And so I watched nine and a half minutes of this. And it is kind of crazy when you watch the video because essentially Robin walks in and he is with these, you know, two other people. And or three other people because it's a, a guy and two women, and then there's the woman who works there. So then he goes to the back with the woman who works there, and then as soon as he goes, yeah, he goes like behind he the goes counter. Behind he goes into a doorway where you can't see him. Oh, anymore. they must have went into the studio. And in exactly, and in the actual like retail part of this particular studio, that's where the one woman is literally putting like putting things into a bag, and then the guy. Goes over to the counter and uh-huh. picks up this 
amethyst, which we know now it's an amethyst crystal. He picks it up and fucking drops it on the floor. And when it drops, it shatters. It breaks the floor because it's so heavy and it's a fucking crystal. And he has a fucking hand truck or a dolly. No, he did he sweep it into the like <laughs> So a, then they they put the, the amethyst stone into a bag which is on the dolly. Uh-uh. Then Robin comes back out with the blonde and it's like I don't know what they said to her. What I'm trying to figure out is like what did they say to her? Like did they tell her that like they had permission from the owner to be there? Because no. she doesn't look alarmed at all, but she looks a little confused throughout the well, entire Well he probably video. emailed said, Hey, I want a tour of the facility uh, I'm interested in doing the vibes. And she was like, oh, hi, Dennis. And he was like, hi, it's me. Mm-mm. And then, Is that what he sounds like? Uh-huh. And then the two people were like, <laughs> let's get these yoga pants. <laughs> and oh, shit, there's an amethyst. I'm into that crystal life. So they picked it up. They dropped down and got it broken on. And then apparently damaged the, the floor, uh, which I read was $5,000 worth read, of damage. That's that a too. whole lot of damage. Lot. Like, what was the floor made out of? Was it made out of marble? Probably bitch. because maybe they have to redo. It's probably some bamboo shit or something. No, my shit. guess is that they probably had to redo the whole floor as opposed to just redoing that one part. Probably. Because then, it's like, um, I don't know, concrete or something. But my thing is, is he studying? Like, is he, did he get an acting gig? And he, this is just all for, you know, studying the character like Winona Ryder? No, remember? So we were watching, and this has been reported by Wendy Williams. It's being reported by TMZ. I was like, well, I didn't watch the video the place. because I am not watching that 20 <laughs> minutes of mess. I only watched nine and a half minutes. And, it, and, and I, not, How and are I, you watching nine and a half minutes and you can't, you got all this shit to do with life. Ooh. And you got nine minutes talking to watch to, a talking video. Talking to the mic, boo. Um, so, no, I oh. actually, I put the nine and a half, let me, let me clarify. I put the nine and a half minute video on and I watched like probably maybe six minutes of it. Was it on Bluetooth in your office? <laughs> I watched like probably six it minutes of it. It was on Bluetooth in your office. Because I just wanted to get an idea of like, how did this all go down? Like, what was the woman who works there doing? And she I literally need, was just I standing around. I only to see Stell's child. Oh my gosh. So the merchandise stolen in the two incidents because, okay, so I'm sorry, we didn't get to... The next day, oh yeah, he came in again. A different employee arrived to open the studio at four thirty p.m. Which, okay, they don't have morning. Apparently not. Maybe this was. Oh no, it says for afternoon and evening yoga classes. Okay, okay. And found two people outside, and the owner is saying that the video shows that Robman, whom the employee didn't recognize, again tries to distract the employee while a woman who the owner said was also there the day before, grabbed three or four articles of merchandise, hangers and all. Where'd she put it? The two were in the studio for about 10 minutes. So all in all, we had this this, this, um, amethyst um, crystal. And then also... um, Did they have a caution tape where it was damaged? No, bitch. Well, I mean, I don't know. I didn't didn't see video from the second day. Um, But a pair of $359 leggings. That's Lululemon prices, bitch. And a $300 top. Um, plus three hundred dollars for a top. I'm gonna do yoga in. Plus other, I I know it's gonna get all funky. Shit, and like bitch, this bitch smells is, not gonna that come is out of it. so messy. <laughs> and plus other items. We don't at, judge you if you spend three hundred dollars on your panties um, for yoga, but it's fine. Plus other items priced at one hundred to one hundred eighteen dollars from upscale brands such as Spiritual Gangster. I've never heard of that in my entire Are life. Are they going to sell this on the hot market? And Lululemon. They must be. I, I So the police department is um, investigating this, and we saw a video of Robman being interviewed by, I don't even know who, maybe the 
the child news. RuPaul's Drag Race was playing in the background. <laughs> it was. You were like, "What is that?" And he was like, "He's like, well, no. He's like, the owner told me that I could have whatever I want." Well, <laughs> I would have to say that I, what this is all funny, but also we historically Rodman has been known for being a little, you know. Oh well, there's ice cubes. Yes, ice cubes. Uh, not a so, nine, baby. That is indicative on the of, grind, a, baby. of a good time, bitch. Well, I would just, and then you're going to chew him in the end. It's just, oh, just did so I much. do that? <laughs> so I would just say that he has historically been known for being a little off mentally. So I think that we should laugh, but then we also should be concerned. Because if today is yoga studios, where is it tomorrow? <laughs> is he going to be on the set it off? 2020 bit i mean 2019 i mean that's quite the caper that they is he gonna be he gonna be the queen latifah <laughs> i mean i feel like high school students could have done a better job than they did well bitch i'm telling you when when he is in these streets reenacting set it off <laughs> you heard it here in these streets on he said he said i called it it's 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 very really really sad just because you know he was one of the biggest, yeah, because um, when he was and most paid, like most popular and, and maybe like not popular but well known, he was getting basketball paid players when at he one was point. when he was in the, his prime in '94, two point five million dollars, um, to play at the San Antonio Spurs, um, when when he first started, like what was it, less than ten years prior, he was only getting paid one hundred and sixty thousand, so he, you know. Oh, he definitely had a, a come up, but his net worth these days is 500000 So he needed to get those Lululemons to, to pay bills. <laughs> it's sad, but you it know, is sad. Well, it'll be interesting to see how that actually plays out because they're investigating. So from one washed up celebrity no, to, a, do that. to a washed in celebrity. Honey. Okay. Yeah. Clean it up. Okay. Bitch. Sports Illustrated up. decided to reveal its cover this week. Um, of its cover girl and Miss Girl Tyra motherfucking Banks was on there 25 what was it 20 I'm sorry 22 years ago what you doing what you talking about I don't remember how many years it was like 27 23 years, ago. years 23 years ago yeah after she her was first the solo fir- cover mm-hmm. she was the first black woman ever to be on the cover don't of Sports Illustrated uh, and they decided to let her be on there again and not do the 10-year challenge, but do the 23-year challenge. Okay? Yes, bitch. Do that. And what I really enjoy about this, um, you know, cover is that, you know, she had retired from modeling way back when, like, um, I would say maybe within the last 12, decade. It was 12 years ago. And she decided to come back and just slay the game like a real woman. She didn't, I read an article that she was saying that she, leading up to this shoot, she felt like she had to, you know, she was pressuring herself to lose weight, to like, you know, look a certain way. And she said, but the ice cream was calling her name. I can Mm -mm. relate, bitch. She then said like, you know, (laughs) she she decided to like basically um, try to lose weight. And then she said the day before she ate a a half, I think they said a half gallon, um, not a half gallon, but a (laughs) pint of ice cream. I'm like, bitch, what? <laughs> but she's like, you know what? It is what it is. And she and what I loved about it also is I I, I wasn't fond of the cover. I thought what that the bathing like suit about it? just didn't wasn't my favorite. But I would say what I wish they would have done was did the same bathing suit as her original cover. Yeah. And I also wish they would have waited till it was 25 years. 
Um, but that's not here nor there. She at least she got the cover again. Um, it's really exciting to see her out in these streets, being a real woman and not having to like be like this un this conventional skinny Sports Illustrated curvy body, but skinny curvy if that makes any sense because that's basically what they look for. Um, I liked it. What is your what were your thoughts? So actually, I misspoke. So it was it's actually thirteen years after she retired. Oh. Um to pursue a career as an entrepreneur. And there she is. She got her, <laughs> she got her good, good, um, Princeton, um, business degree or some shit. I think it was Harvard. Oh, same um, shit. but no. So I actually, I love the, the photo. I love just the idea of her being on the cover at 45 years old. She's one of the oldest, which is okay. Oldest at 45, but she's one of the oldest models to grace a cover now of, um, she that better, particular she better tell them bitches I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the first black one. And I'm gonna be the oldest. Yes, and um, I just thought what was even more interesting was some of the things that she said because she was interviewed. So one of the things that struck me was she said that when she was 32 years old, she retired from the business because she didn't want to age out. She said she walked out with a three year contract on the table, but as she wanted to say goodbye before the industry said goodbye to her. Mm leave before they leave before they leave you is what she said and it's another interesting thing that i wasn't aware of is she was saying that there was one season in milan when her body had begun to change and Mm -hmm. eight eight designers didn't want to use her anymore because her body was getting curvy and it's she said it felt as if she had an expiration date Mm. And that's why at first when you were saying this, I was thinking of like the Naomi's of the world who have not been, you know, asked to leave. But her body has pretty much she's still starving herself after all Um, these years. And ultimately it's because like she hasn't had children. Right. That's another thing. You know, even though Tyra hasn't either. But also it's (laughs) just like at a certain age, she probably is just everyone's genetically built different. That's true. So. You know, I don't think Tyra is big by any means, but no. she's not like Paris Milan Fashion Week skinny. And But that's the thing where she said where, you know, when she got to a point where she and her mother sat down and said, OK, what are we going to do moving forward? They kind of realized that, like, you know, this whole high fashion designer thing was not going to be the way to go for her. And that what she wanted to do was align herself with, you know, different brands that actually were a little bit more inclusive, which is how she ended up uh, moving more into a Victoria's Secret space Mm. because they are at least a little more open to curves. Yeah, they they want the curves. Right. We could we could have an argument. We can have an argument about their diversity, but diversity in size as far as from an industry perspective is there. And she said that, you know, not like. Like diversity, diversity in size for lingerie. But I would, I would say, I would argue that divert the word diversity in size. I mean, the phrase diversity in fries is fries. (laughs) I love Mm, fries. Clearly, diversity (laughs) in size. Although it is diverse from Milan Fashion Week, it's not realistic. No, not at all. To the diversity. Uh, it does not mirror the diversity in size in America. No, not at all. But it certainly is more diverse as from a size perspective than your, you know, yeah, your high Milan fashion brands. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, she said that, you know, they were thinking she was too curvy because she was a size six, which really kind of puts into perspective of like, really? Child. And the, the, I think I um I read or I was told that the average size of American woman is at 18. Oh, shit. I thought it was a 12. No. Or 14. Child. Anyway. 18. She don't look. She don't look 
bad. Like she looks great and she doesn't look like any, she looks like a real person. And mm-hmm. I love that she was posing in real poses and she was like, Oh, like on her, do you follow her on Instagram? Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah, and drink the ice. <laughs> And then she was like, oh, yeah, you know, look at my stomach. I had to, like, suck in my stomach during this. And I thought it was good. You know, Bravo, is this in the mic enough, right? Okay. I'm making love to the mic tonight. Just, <laughs> Just swallow it, bitch. Swallow oh, good it. Good God. Well, from one woman to another. <laughs> We're moving on already. Yes, because apparently you just want me to okay. deep throat this um, I mean, I microphone. Want, okay. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Um, so from one person who didn't embraces her curves, right. From one person who didn't really want to conform to someone who has pretty much embraced the idea of conforming to the aesthetic. No child. She couldn't, she, she got paid and she's beauty that the industry perpetuates. And in this case, we're talking about the music industry. Cardi B apparently confirmed that she got liposuction. So, um, we didn't really talk about it. I, th- I think it was the ma- no, she was the Billboard no, Award. It was the Billboard Award. So when the Billboard Award came out, and she had that like just cheap ass prom dress okay. on. Do you want to tell the story? No, bitch. Go ahead. Okay. So Cardi's outfit for oh. the Billboard Awards, um, her midriff was was bare, and there was a lot of chatter on the socials, especially on Twitter, about the way her stomach on the looked. Socials yes. and the internet, all the socials. Um, about her and stomach the internet. and the way that it looked because it looked a little odd. She had abs, but they didn't quite look right. It looked like she had like body sculpt. Right. Bitch. Right. Bitch, can I get body sculpt? Please don't. I'm going to go on Groupon. No. Oh, and definitely not on Groupon. <laughs> I'm going to come in these streets with gonna, four eyebrows. If you're going to do it, bitch, shell out the money. Okay? I'm a, the bitch Get quality don't. work. Okay, listen. <laughs> so, um, apparently she... On this sabbatical real quick. She came out and said, y'all know I got lipo. <laughs> That's what she said. Where's talking, she talking at? to her fans about the recovery process. When, when she say on that? Instagram Live, wow. so she said. But what I didn't get was ab etching. I even had the fact that she knew what that was makes me like hmm. right. I even had six packs before I gave birth. Y'all can oh. go to Google and search. She said, "Google me, bitch." The strip clubs now. So there were lots of rumors again going around after the Billboard Awards about um, you know the surgery that people were thinking that she had. Well, she admitted to have her boobs done right after she Which, had after she had culture. Duh. duh. I mean, her butt doesn't look real to me either. I mean, she's never said anything. She hasn't, but her ass looks fake. But you know what's really interesting in all the articles that I read was that like Cardi B is just basically uh, and completely setting the expectation of unrealistic and unsafe um, expectations for women to how they're supposed to look after having a baby. A psychiatrist in New York said uh, who specializes in eating disorders, she says it's better it's better to focus on healthy eating, a balanced diet, and normal exercise routine. Um, she and then she said liposuction isn't something that without complications and it could be a real disaster to have surgical complications while having a newborn. Um, the, this article further talks about like corsets and about mm. you know post pregnancy shifting your fucking organs in a corset. People like post baby they wear like these belly bands that like help get their body back and like mm-hmm. they they were saying that that's a better form of you know ultimately getting your body back to in its form. But it also said in this article, which I found to be 
you know, sobering to think, even though I'll never have kids and I'll never have to bear children, that it takes nine months to like grow a child. So you shouldn't expect to take nine minutes to ultimately not have that body to be what it was. It's not only unrealistic, it's unreasonable. And you should also thank your body, right? Because ultimately there are so many women in this world that aren't able to have kids or ultimately don't live while giving birth. Mm -hmm. So your body, although it's changed, you should just celebrate the body, the human body, because it's a beautiful thing that this can even happen. So it was reading that I was like, that's what people need to be hearing and seeing and versus someone like a Cardi coming out in these streets saying, just get the Hoover vacuum vacuum oh, and bitch. clean it up, bitch. Mm-mm, the R of arc. I mean, I can see both sides of it. Like I only see one side. I see the side of, okay, normal women, um, you know, should not be even thinking of holding themselves to the same standard of no, this whole well, idea. It's of not just Cardi, bounce, though. This idea of bouncing back because it's not just Cardi. It's it's Tiana a Taylor. lot of famous women who have kids. You know, two months later, they look like they never had any kids. Yeah. And it's like, you know, usually they give us these what I will refer to as lies that, oh, yeah, you know, I just did X, Y, Z. I just worked out and had a different diet and my body bounced right back. Mm-hmm. And it's like kudos to Cardi on one hand because she's being honest that no, bitch, I went and had surgical intervention but she's to get my young, body back. So it's like- but the other side of it that I would say um, about celebrities is that this is what we expect from them. What as as an as an audience, people don't expect for them to be walking around two three months after they had a baby with a pooch and all these things. Like we, there's an expectation for them to come back and for them to bounce back very quickly, which is unrealistic and actually also probably quite unhealthy. Ultimately, I just think it's foolish. Just like this next bitch who also likes to do foolish shits with her body and say that she's just, you know, doesn't have plastic surgery. Okay, you are just moving through these topics today. We're not even at half an hour yet. I know, but I just want to say that that there's parallel. I mean, what else you got to say about Cardi? Nothing, nothing. Please go on, go on. Oh, see, y'all, we're going to do a little pause and we're going to say this. We are going to do an episode about relationships because I want you to know I'm gonna te- I'm gonna educate y'all how Ray and I have been able to be together for 12 years. Lots of shame, um, love, but also maybe that lots will be next shade. week's little episode that we'll give you while we're in Vegas. If, dipping if and we doing it. if we weren't able to shade each other out, we probably wouldn't still be together. Too shy. But the next story is yours, dear. So go on. But no, I just think this is a good parallel, like, you know, a good segue moment Uh is that, you know, Cardi B is out here, you know, ultimately living her authentic, quote, life, even though she is getting unauthentic surgeries. Uh Well, her good, good girlfriend. They're not girlfriends. You don't know what they are like. Do they even know each other? They they actually probably should have a play date. <laughs> I'm not so sure. Because I think culture's that, too young. I think that North would pro- oh wow. I think that North would probably be the one talking to Cardi and Kim would be in the other room. Um probably playing with the sink that can that that Kanye designed. Oh my god, did you see the video of North doing the Old Town Road? I don't watch that foolishness. <laughs> so first of all, why do the Kardashian West live in a mausoleum? They live, Do you know what a mausoleum is? Yes, they they live <laughs> in a just sterile it's environment. It's so sterile. It's so scary. It's Ugh. so... 
I don't know, but I'm sorry. Go on. We, we're so getting into a Kardashian we talked topic. about like a whole little moment. I think it might have been last week. Like we breezed through it because there wasn't a lot of details about it. Yeah, last it, week or two weeks ago. Whenever it was, yeah. we got an update. So Kim Kardashian was on these blogs and they were celebrating her for doing work and releasing quietly releasing 17 inmates. Um, and I actually posted this on our Instagram Insta story and then. They said she did it quietly. And then hours later, Oxygen came out, or WeTV came out and said that they were going to do a doc, a two-hour docu-series documenting how she did this and has been working on prison reform. Well, update. <laughs> yes. Kim ain't this shit, but Newswire, give money. Newswire, bitch. Newswire. <laughs> so, Kim, you know, you might have helped these bitches quietly in the last 90 days, but ultimately, guess what, bitch? Brittany K. Barrett and me, Angela Cody Esquires, were responsible for the legal legwork that resulted in the 17 inmates being freed from their sentences last week. And I have to be honest, the first thing that I thought when I even saw those headlines was, how did she free these 17 inmates? Bitch, because cause she don't like, have a degree yet. She's working on a night school right now. Right, and she's not fucking Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Like, she can't just you know, bippity-boppity-boo, and, like, 17 people walk out of the prison. But what she can do is be the primary, <laughs> one of the primary sponsors fiscally to a nonprofit that has been doing this work that these two lawyers have been doing for years. Right. And partially, I wonder, though, is part of the blame on us as um, consumers of media that we didn't try to dig deeper? No. Because I really is, only read a lot of the headlines about it and was like, oh, that's interesting. Instead but we, of, like, should hold Kim, we should hold Kim accountable. Okay, okay. so I, I actually do agree with that. We should hold Kim. It doesn't I matter what the press that. is doing. Right, because she could have clarified this. It doesn't matter time. what the press is doing and the yeah. press headline is saying you did this quietly and then you're going to be real quiet in the corner because you want to get the credit. Listen, bitch, you should be in these streets trying to get credit for mental health because your husband is out here. <laughs> here you Chewing go. on the carpet and and painting with his tongue <laughs> yeah, but, on the ceiling. But you because know what, Jay? What you he, cannot tell her what her platform should be. Well, listen, her platform should not be the um, wearing waist trainers and telling everybody <laughs> it's just because she works out. Oh, wait. Uh, sidebar. This is totally like unrelated, but still related. Have you seen the memes of Kim's um, dress from the Met Gala? This where is they say, it lo- no, it looks like a butthole. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> you need to you need to Google it. It's like her dress, and then when they like actually do like a close up of just the bottom part of it, it looks just like a white person's asshole, oh. <laughs> like bleached. Oh, well, this is bleached, bitch. <laughs> but Kim, you know, I just I, we have to hold her accountable. And ultimately, I agree. If, I agree. If you are, and also these two women that were the esquires, they're women of color. They are. So, like, if you ultimately is on this whole platform that you're trying to free people of color that are wrongly in um, jail, but then you're going to go pay these two black women to do the legwork, and then you're going to be front and center talking about, oh, look what I did. I love purple. Oh, no. Don't do that. <laughs> like, what? And the, so the great Buy thing. Buy my new lip gloss. And <laughs> the great thing is, so Brittany and Mi Angel, I think that's probably the way her name is pronounced. Mi Angela is what I do. I don't think there's an A on the end though. Me, Me Angel, Angel, Cody. Oh yeah. Um. So they're both. Pow- they're they're they're, re- they're referred to as. What are you saying? What did you Nothing, say? Bitch. They're <laughs> Nothing, bitch. They're referred to as powerhouse attorneys, 
and they met at a Washington Washington DC conference on criminal justice. So they launched um, a Buried Alive project. Which is the nonprofit? Well, no, no, no. Back in back when they met, ninety days of freedom campaign. Oh yeah. Which is where they wanted to see how many lives they could save in ninety days with no seed funding, no PR, no press. So I think that it's just except one of those... Kim in these streets doing. No, filters. well, this was before Kim and her so filters I... and her motherfucking KKW beauty. But I mean, kudos. I think it was Britney was the one who actually took to social media to be like, wait a second. I'm seeing all these headlines. These headlines and are Kim not. Kim did nothing. They're not factually accurate. I need to, you know, get out there and just kind of explain what actually happened. Kudos to her. Kudos to their group now. What is the new the group now called? Buried, buried, buried. Look at me, Delco. Buried. <laughs> buried. There we go. Alive project. Right. So I buried. think, and I think that you know, it's just amazing to see. Um, and you know, this is, this means a lot to Jay and I, because we champion, um, all people, but we really champion women of color. But here um, goes Kim appropriating <laughs> two women of color to be I'm trying, ultimately. I'm trying to say something positive. No, and keep to be ultimately to Kim's place. slave because they Kim is hiring them to do all this work. She didn't hire them. She so, just gave them money. Well, well, you know, but bitch. then she took, but then she took the credit. So what would you call that? <laughs> and it's crazy because um, you know one of the things I, I I think we also need to add is that Brittany, so Brittany Barnett actually told TMZ that the failure to mention the work of herself and Cody, her partner, Listen. was the fault of the media, not Kim Kardashian, who has always been clear in her role and has used her platform to trash. help elevate the stories of people they are helping. Kim is ultimately trash. I would ultimately like to say this on record that I believe that Kim is just trying to rebrand herself and distance herself from the mess that she cre- that she became famous for and that her husband has Getting been famous down. of. Getting digged down. And she, ultimately what I have famous. to say is yes. I, I think that, you know, I we've had people DM us like, you know, well, at least, you know, the people are saved, like freed. Like there is something positive there. But it's on the backs of Kim Kardashian's like ultimate fame. She wants to be famous. She wants her her legacy to be something that's not true. Yeah, and no, I agree I, with you. I where- ultimately would, would want to argue with anyone that and ha- and have a discussion around. Yeah, like she can fund it, but there's a lot of rich people funding a lot of really great things that we don't know about. But I think so. I I agree with you. I think that she is trying to rebrand herself. Um, so then I think that my question would be, ultimately, if she rebrands herself and she actually does good in the world, no, is I that would, a no. bad thing? I would say this. I would only respect her rebranding if she acknowledges things that are ultimately impacting her. Because I don't feel like there's any personal connection to this work outside of her name. And so I would take your what you just said one step further and say that I so 
And again, I only ask that question to kind of like play devil's advocate. Because you always like to play devil's child. (laughs) That's going to be on the episode about relationships. (laughs) But I would say that I would have more respect for her and this platform that she's now trying to build for herself. Because again, she had a platform that was built more on the sex tape and more on being famous just for being famous. And now she wants to build a platform that is a lot more sturdy. And that has more um, privilege. Weight it's privilege. Um, that has just more behind it. Only a rich person can rebrand. But I would, I would at f- this level. But I would be more um, in her corner if she had, co- if if I were here, if I had heard about Brittany K. Barnett and me, Angel Cody partnering with from Kim Kardashian. If she had been the one to come out and say. Whoa, 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 wait. No, I did not do this by myself. I did not do bibbidi bobbidi boo Maybe and it really will be on, 17 Maybe people. it will be on Keeping Up with the Kardashians. We'll it, no, you know watching. where it probably will be? It probably will be in her documentary. But it, we shouldn't have to get all the way to the documentary before credit is given where credit is due because that is a hallmark of cultural appropriation is where you take the credit up front and then 10... You know, years later, then you're saying, oh, well, actually, you know what? I was inspired by this. And it ends up being some brown folks. Well, that's what I said. She's appropriating the word. Like, I wouldn't I know appropriating isn't the word. But she ultimately is enslaving these two and She's not enslaving anyone. I wish you would stop saying that. I don't uh, agree. Okay. Well. It's much more appropriation because what she's doing is she's taking their work. And, and she's taking their work that is funded from money that she, partially at least because I'm sure they get they get funds from other people too but she's taking their work that is funded partially by her and saying oh look what I did that's appropriation okay not well, enslavement she <laughs> enslavement yeah. is different she hired them to do the work so that she could be pretty I don't think she hired them either why where are you getting the hired from I don't know child well ultimately <laughs> at the end of the day I don't like Kim Kardashian they're doing work that she gave money to support well that's my opinion I said I said okay you said what you said I said what I Wait, said okay not he said he said I said I said <laughs> yes that's gonna be that's gonna be the episode <laughs> I mean, that's going to be more details next week when we talk about relationships. Oh, my God. Okay, we need to move on. Mm, Go ahead, bitch. Now we need to move on. From from two very accomplished black women who are in the legal sector to one very accomplished black woman who is in the musical world. Mm -hmm. Miss Robin Rihanna Fenty. Mm. So there's been an announcement that Rihanna... Um, and yes, I'm saying Rihanna because I'm pretty sure that's how her name is really pronounced, um, has announced or has been announced that she will have a partnership with LVMH. LVMH, for anyone who doesn't know, that's Louis Vuitton, Moet, Hennessy. Mm-hmm. Okay, all of those good things in there. So it has been announced that on May 22nd in Paris, the long anticipated Fenty luxury label will debut ready to wear did shoes, you, sunglasses, jewelry, and other accessories. Did you follow the account before the announcement? What account? Fenty. No, no, no. I don't. I, I, I follow did. Rihanna, but I so Rihanna, I, follow, I follow. I follow a few Rihanna uh, Navy um, mm. 
accounts. Okay. Because I'm also a part of the You'll movie. have to give those to me because and, I do the Beyonce ones, but not the Rihanna ones. And uh, th- someone was like, oh, there's a Fenty account and it has the blue check next to it. So everyone was like, it doesn't have any posts and it only has 175 people following it, but it has the blue check, which means that it was verified. So they were like, follow the account, follow the account. So I did. And then the announcement came the next day. Okay. So I'm here for every single moment of this. And I think that it's a big deal. And her caption actually sums it all up. Okay. Did you, did, Ray, did you I see the caption? I think I did. Did she say designing she, a line like this with LVMH is an incredibly special moment for us? Uh, bef- before that, she said <laughs> okay. for the culture. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, that's better. So no, for the culture is better. The deal is huge for this luxury. Group. Wait, so is that all she said in the caption? I don't remember. I don't think that was all she said. But no, I, but I know I love that. I love that you added that because I did not have that in my notes. Uh, let me let me just double check, bitch, while we in these streets because <laughs> I'm not trying to have um, anybody in my motherfucking yeah, saying DMs, that you was wrong. Okay, but was so wrong. while you're doing that, so for anyone who doesn't know, um, LVMH besides all of the things, a that big I said day before, for the culture. Oh, I love that. Oh, bitch, I'm writing it down. So for anybody who doesn't know, so um, LVMH is also home of Christian Dior, Givenchy, and Fendi. Celine. Yes. So these are huge Louis Vuitton. European luxury brands. Well, what's also a really big deal is that it's a big deal ultimately for fashion and Hollywood because typically stars like Rihanna are not um designing lines mm-hmm. at this at this level no with these they're luxury not brands are usually ambassadors right also what's really important is that this is the this is a why it's a big deal is this is the first time that the luxury lvmh launched a fashion brand from scratch since it set a couture house for question the in 1987 yes Which and is this is the deal. only time it's with the celebrity who was also the first black woman to head an LVMH brand. And the, the ultimately in this article I read, they said this development could change the future of Hollywood deal making and the fashion space. So wait, I have a question. So if Rihanna, Rihanna who is, and I don't even know what her citizen, citizenship is. I would assume. I think she's American. That she's, she probably has a dual. No, a dual American and probably where she's from. Barbados. Um, Which isn't that an embassy? Residency. Isn't that, a, isn't that like, a U.S. Uh, I have no idea. I'm not going. Don't. Yeah, I'm not going to tell tales out of school. Um, but so would this consider? Would this be the Fenty line? And you may not know the answer to this either. But does that mean that this would be considered to be a European brand? Even though no, it would be. It's. Uh, it depends. Like, where are they going to be headquartered? Like, those are questions that I would have about it. Like, is she going to be headquartered over there? Because all these other brands are obviously headquartered over overseas. Um, But it's, you know, to your point, it's so this is such a big fucking deal. Like, I love Beyonce and, you know, I'm waiting for this new Ivy Park stuff to come out. But like, this is on a whole nother level where Ivy Park is great for what it is. Ivy Park is athleisure. Ivy yeah, Park Ivy is Park more casual. Is not what Rihanna no, was trying to do this at all. Is some high fashion like I'm sorry, Dior, Givenchy is one of my favorite. It, it, it traditionally has been one of my faves. I, I haven't really liked some of the new new things that oh, I've seen. But <laughs> but the like this is on a the whole... new season's just on to my aesthetic. <laughs> this new season is <laughs> <The> just. <time. laughs> 
<laughs> You're trying to make me sound well, really you know, bougie. I have, I have several pieces in my closet. And bitch, I'm only. I'm gonna have to archive a few <laughs> because I don't want to overwear them. I'm only kind of bougie, bitch. I'm not really You're bougie, bougie adjacent. I'm bougie adjacent. Yes, I love. Oh yes, merch. Mm-hmm. Um. So, <laughs> the one thing that actually caught my eye was in um, Rihanna's um, press release, which I love that they're also using her actual government, like Robin. So we'll say in Robin's press release, um, she said, Mr. Bernard, well, she said, Mr. Arnault, and that's Bernard Arnault, has given me a unique opportunity to develop a fashion house in the luxury sector, which again, this is what sets us apart from any of the other lines you may have heard about previously from other celebrities and other um, music artists with no artistic limits. I couldn't imagine a better partner, both creatively and business-wise, and I'm ready for the world to see what we have built together. So think about all the controversy that the fashion industry has had in the last six months with Burberry, Prada, um, Fendi was one. Um, Actually, it was Burberry, Prada. Burberry, Prada, and and Gucci. Gucci, yes. Then you think about LVMH, who in the last year and ish, they hired their first black man ever to design Virgil at uh, a, a fashion house, a French fashion house, Virgil. Louis Vuitton. Uh, and now they ultimately have discovered and announced a brand with Rihanna, the first black woman ever to. Mm-hmm. So I think LVMH is doing. Exactly what it's. I think they're. I think they're doing exactly what they want to do. What they want to do. And when I read in this article, the same article, they were saying that LVMH as totality is trying to, uh, in its totality, is trying to attract millennial shoppers, and they're doing a damn good job at doing at trying because they have two really great talented people that you know ultimately have have the young followers. Do they know millennials are broke? Well, apparently they didn't care. <laughs> I'm, well, that's the biggest thing I'm actually interested. In. I want to know price point with this because so I'm where I'm interested. I'll, I'll be interested to see if it's like entry level or if it's like, bitch, it's a lot. For me, it's not just price point, but um, hmm. aesthetic. Yeah. Oh, oh, I love that. That's not what I was going to say. And what I was going to say was a hell of a lot more shady than what you just said. So, yes, I'm You're wondering. Uh, thank you, babe. See, oh, I love you for that. Mm. I'm wondering what the Look aesthetic words. will be. Tenth grade. Because what? <laughs> because what was the? What was the shoes that she oh, did? It was was it Manolo? The Manolo that was cute. It was cute. I, it was I, very I, Rihanna. I didn't think it was. J Lo wore them. I didn't think it was cute. And then before that, or after that, maybe was Puma. it Puma? I mean, so for me, aesthetically, like looking at the things that have been done in the past. I'm like, ooh, I well, don't know where we're going with this. Well, you're not an early adopter. I'm not an early adopter, but what I feel like is that the stuff, um, it just, it, it didn't even age well. And if you go back and you look at those things, it's kind of like, oh, okay. Child. So I'm wondering like what this will be. Obviously, it will be elevated. and It's going to be cash and And checks. I'm super fucking excited to see it. Like, so like that is... Well, it's apparently going to be on websites the end of this month. And in and of its... May 22nd. So in and of itself, like I'm just so excited to see this. I am giving Rihanna her roses. I'm giving her her props because this, this right here is a big fucking mm-hmm. deal. And I think that is something that I'm glad that we're talking about it because I think that it needs to be talked about in and terms 
terms it's of no how rock aware, it bitch. It is it's no not rock aware. It's not. It's not baby fat. It's not. Which that's coming back in July. I, I haven't heard enough, bitch. It ain't House of Darion. But listen, again, I love listen, Beyonce. Speaking of rock aware, that was a good little moment. Dame Dash. <laughs> oh shit! Is in these streets and he collected his money in the from streets. Coinstar. Um, and he went from to Petty Co- Cash. He went to Coinstar and he his exes. Um, inclusive of Becky with the good hair, the alleged Becky with the good hair, <laughs> Rachel Roy. Even though we know that that's not and true. There Cindy is no Becky with the, with the good hair. Um, they are his exes. And according to documents, they are out to get this money. Dame Dash squashed. <laughs> Joining forces, bitch. Okay, listen. Like the Powerpuff Girls. Dame Dash said that he, that Lee Daniels owed, owed him some money. When we reported this way yes. back in the early, episodes. and I think he said it was ten million at that time, and he got the money. Well, there was a settlement. We don't know how much money was changed hands. We, we don't. Yes. It was at Coinstar, <laughs> and so it must not have been enough because Rachel Roy, who has two daughters, claims that he owes eight hundred and twenty-six thousand dollars in back child support. Bitch, when I read that, and Morris, the mother of his son, claims he owes two hundred and forty-four thousand dollars. And bitch, when I read that. <laughs> So TMZ broke the story that there's also two warrants out for his arrest for uh, for unpaid child support by the women. And he said he plans to deal with them head on and denied allegations that he does not take care of his kids. However, but you know what irritates me more about this story? What? So when I was researching it, I realized that we missed a story back in March what? Where he actually was at that time accused of owing nearly $400,000 in support to Cindy and to Rachel. And he ha- had actually, and when I say he, I mean his publicists, had actually floated this story to like all the blogs and all the like TMZs of the world that he was going to be turning himself in to actually deal with these charges and this money that his baby moms were saying that he owed. And at that time, it's just so crazy to me because it's like, and then when I tried to look to see like, well, okay, you were saying you were going to turn yourself in in early March. Did you turn yourself in? He didn't. He Clearly didn't. he didn't. Cause now we're talking about over a million well, dollars. Well, listen, apparently they also said both of them in their statements that he has paid them both less than $5 in child support so far in That's, 2019. That is so Who crazy. the fuck goes? Did yes. they go to McDonald's? Did you? Did he buy the kids McDonald's? Like <laughs> chicken nuggets? So and then was said, never mind. I'm good. Bye, y'all. Oh, I love y'all. That's so ugly. I they bought a gallon. Of, he, brought, he said, oh, I'm coming over to say hi to the kids. What you need? And you said, I need milk. And he picked up two gallons. And now I'm just so like this. So we reported when Dane was really ready to like square up with Lee Daniels at the um, Diana Ross concert mm-hmm. <laughs> of all places. Diana is Listen. singing her hits in the background and this mofo <laughs> confronts Lee Daniels at the Diana Ross concert about this money that he owes him from he said, many months ago. <laughs> okay. He said, I gave you five. Like, there's nothing worse than a person that said, remember that time when I gave you $5? Well, give me my $5 back. It's like, when did I give you $5? In 2008. It's like, I just... 11 years ago. I, I, 
I have so I have questions about this, but then I also feel like if anything, this makes Damon Dash look really bad. You know, because it's like, like if you owe money for your fucking kids, just pay the money. And here's the interesting thing too, because back um, when he was going to quote unquote turn himself in, mm-hmm. what he had said um, at that time was that. Um, the warrants were BS because he's given both women more than enough dough, including $150,000 he gave Cindy for a home. He also claimed at that time that Rachel draws her payments directly from his share of Rachel Roy collection. Which is that Macy's.com. Clothing, the clothing company that they co-owned. I mean, don't front on Macy's. That's that's coins that are coming in. Well, Macy's. you know, her other Ask brands. Ask Michael Kors. Ask brand, Michael Kors. Her other brand folded. <laughs> so like Folgers in your cup. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I don't understand this concept of people and it doesn't matter whether you have a penis or not but people who are who know that they have these children who are in this world who a court has ordered that they need to support who then decide for whatever reason that they are just going to not support these children i feel like that dame dash has been damaged ever since aliyah died he was damaged before aliyah died so i feel like and if i feel a, bad if for aliyah his was loss, still alive if Aaliyah was still alive, Rachel Roy would not would not have been his baby mama. She would have been the intern that everyone fucked. But I thought that. Oh no, that I guess that makes sense because he would have been seeing Aaliyah way back in fucking uh-huh. two thousand one. Exactly, and before and that's she when passed. Rachel Roy was an intern and oh, allegedly, oh my she God. got passed around the office. So how crazy is that? So first of all, that's shady. Although I read the same rumors that you have, um, but how, it's so. And there's nothing wrong with getting passed around the office, girl. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I would beg to differ. I think there are all kinds of things that are wrong that's with being their, passed your business. around the office. If you are single office. and you want to get mingled, <laughs> go ahead. Bitch, no. No, 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 That's your business. I mean, it's your business, but that's not cute, boo. Okay? Listen. (laughs) But that that is a very interesting thing that you're saying that's kind of about timing and just about the way that things happen, where it's like, yeah, if Aaliyah were still around, then maybe that wouldn't have been. Although I do, I suspect that Rachel Roy, Miss (laughs) Becky with the good hair, would have still been lurking in the shadows. Oh, yeah, you know, she loved the good shadows. Right, because she was, you know, allegedly already lurking in the shadows um, with others. Well, you know what? (laughs) But no, I think think now is a good time for us to take a break. But I mean. No, but what were you going to say? I don't want to cut you off. I was going to say, let me fill out my wine. <laughs> so then it's a good time for us to take a break, bitch. A word from our sponsors <laughs> yes. in your ears. We'll be back. Most of us would agree that the Battle of the Bulge can be a real bitch. So we've decided to partner with HitLab right here in West Seattle. That's high intensity interval training. It's the workout you've been looking for in a great location. With the community feel and warmth, some of the fruit-inspired chains simply cannot offer. And if you're wondering where to find them, just find them on the internet at hitlab.com. That's H-I-I-T, lab, L-A-B, dot com. And if you're here in Seattle, guess what? We got you an offer. That is $7 for one week. That's $1 a day for unlimited classes for you new users. That sounds like an awesome deal. So we'd love to see you there. So we're not the only one sweating out our blowouts in the interest of health and wellness. Now, let's get back into the show. 
And we're back. We are. Oh, we want to remind you that bitch. not only should you work out, you should also eat right and drink right. Because that's what we do, bitch. <laughs> now let's move into shuffle. And so repeat. wait, no. Go, so we've been eating. Well, I, I would have to say we're be, we've been eating very well. Mm-hmm. Um, the I'll drinking. Try to recording nights, child. We we we're not the best at recording nights, but now yeah. you know I'm trying. I'm trying to be. <laughs> I, listen, I'm I'm hungry. But <laughs> speaking of, hungry, we can do better with our hit, which. In coming weeks, okay, yeah, yes. we'll do better. And you know, we yeah. we've been decent. We haven't been the best, but, but we've we been be easing back in. Yeah. Ease on down, yeah. ease on down, the and, road. and we want to see y'all there. So we're we're coming up with some things, and you'll hear about it. So anywho, okay. yes, moving into shuffle and repeat. So there's been some music that has come out, and you know, there's also a party on June seventh. But I digress. Um, the first one is by Levin Col- Levin Holly, right? Mm-hmm. Levin Holly. Kali. <laughs> so we've reviewed his EP and his mm-hmm. singles. Well, as a reminder, the singer songwriter producer was born in Holland to a, in a, into a musical family and was raised in Santa Monica, Cali- Santa Monica, California. Just out of his teens, this artist began to make music for himself and high profile collaborations, including Drake and Party Borcardi in 2017. Where are you getting this from? Is this from like Wikipedia? No, bitch. This was from his, there. He doesn't have a Wikipedia. Oh. This is from his bio.com. <laughs> um, what the fuck is so bio.com? So this 11 track album came out. And Wait, bio.com? Is that a real thing? No, I made it up. Okay. So <laughs> he released a single called Do You Wrong. It was previously released, which I liked that song. Then Mad at You came out. Um, as a single, I would say that overall, this album is, it's not a bad album. I've listened to it a few times as like, like background music. Um, and what really, the songs that really pique my interest are all the singles, which I hate when artists do that, when they release all the good songs and then the album fillers are just, just that album fillers, kind of like Kylie Jenner's lip fillers. They look great mm-hmm. on the track list, mm-hmm. but you put them in your ear and you're like, Ooh, Never mind. Bitch, I just I just for shits and giggles looked at um her old face. Oh bitch. It, it's like it's oh my like God. it's like the crib it look <laughs> tails from the crib, bitch. I have never seen lips that thin in my entire life. It looked life. like she swallowed her lips. <laughs> it did. How you swallow your lips? <laughs> it was like she didn't have any lips. Well, <laughs> Ray ultimately listened to this album 15 minutes prior okay, to Okay, so us. again, so so here's the thing. So I want to reiterate that I do not appreciate when you feel like you need to put me on blast. Oh, because I feel like what you're doing is you're trying to make yourself feel superior. No, bitch. I'm trying to. By just... pointing out the fact that maybe I didn't listen to the whole album. Because, because you know maybe why I you didn't, didn't listen to the, the album? Because you was listening to the other Shuffle and Repeat album we're going to talk about this week. No. So. No, I wasn't. What I was doing this week actually was listening to the playlists for the set list for the shows that we're going to be seeing (laughs) next week in Vegas. Yes. (laughs) But no, so I like Levin Kali and um, Mine, I think is, I don't don't know if that's the name of the song, but that's like one of my fucking bops. So I am definitely... What? It's one of my bops. It is one of my bo- bops. Look, is, I jams. Bops is not an old on the term. internet. Bops is not an old and term. the socials. Bops is a current term. Um, what is no it? cap bitch. slaps? No bitch. That that you're using that wrong. <laughs> okay, no cap. <laughs> and albums slaps is a current. Like I know my current terms, so like get your life together. Don't do that. Um, no but caps. <laughs> anyway, it is no cap. <laughs> 
I can't with you. Um, no caps lock. I, I like Levin Kali, and I will be listening to this. Um, He's so young. This week. How how young? 20. Oh, that is young. Um, that's fine, because I like, what's her name? She's 17. Yeah, but she's damaged. <laughs> you do not know her life. Ooh. Don't be calling her Anyone damaged. that makes, Ellie, Ellie, what her name is? Ellie Bosch or some shit? That's not Anyone that makes that kind of Ellie Bush or some shit? That's also not her name. Anyone that makes music that sounds like that needs to go to psychiatrist. <laughs> Billy Eilish. Well, I was just the hottest that, thing going Listen right to him. Now. It's L. Um, you spell it L. Low tide. Levin Collie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Levin Collie. Below tide. <laughs> that's that. That's the album I liked this week. What album did you below like this or week? low? Low tide. Who <laughs> <laughs> oh, bitch? You drunk? No, anyway, nah, I drank my water. So bitch. you didn't. The water was in front of you the whole episode. Talking about where's the water? And <laughs> right in front of you, bitch. <laughs> That's not what I said. I didn't say where was the water. I said, was this to here the whole time? And you said yes. And I said, oh. So. That's what happens when you put a straw in a vodka bottle. So Sierra. Oh, child. Okay. My goody Sierra. The Sierra. That was her first signal. How are you still quoting her first signal? Because because I want people to know who I'm talking about, bitch. I only mentioned it because it's a point of reference. Well, the point of reference in this album. What was the album called? I can't. The new album was just released. (laughs) <laughs> on Friday. It's called Beauty Mark. Oh, child. So, I was waiting for this. You okay. sure were. I was. Because I'm going to say that like all of the singles... You were low-key standing. I mean, maybe. All the singles that re- were released, with the exception of Level Up, because I was not a fan of Level Up, but I was like, okay, I like the direction that Sierra is going in with this, which I, full disclosure, have never purchased a um sierra record so like a full album i've never yeah you know even when albums and cds were a thing like i've never actually purchased did i bitch a sierra album because for me it's always been certain tracks have been really really good whether it be goodies or one two step well this album didn't have them bitch so for me, this album, <laughs> you know, we had, what was it? Think, think About You. So Think we About You. We had a you, whole EP full of singles. We did. So Think About You, I like Freak Me. I liked. And there was another song. Level Up. No, not Level Up. It was the other one. Dose. Dose, yes. The one where she's doing the, dancing in the video. I'm doing it right now. You can't see it. But Ooh, she like no, gets down low, it. bitch. And she jumps up and kicks her leg. I said, bitch, I need to learn that. Oh, I would be heavy breathing forever if I tried to do that. It would be but monumental. <laughs> Sierra's Beauty Marks is a little chaotic. This album me. is, I was, I'm, what I'm going to tell you, this album is a mess. It was a complete <laughs> disappointment for this being her seventh studio album. Oh, shit. That's her seventh album. This was the first album. Actually, I would say this is a definitely, this is a really good, this is a really good part to the, to her last album. Which was named after her aunt, I think, Jackie. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. That album was trash. <laughs> well, this album is recycled. Wow. So, no, I remember Jackie because she had that song that was about future. Yes. That was a big hit. But I would just say that, like, I I, I, uh, I didn't like anything. I mean, that is apparent. That, I mean, I don't feel like you really like. Need I to was like, oh, that. like I'm ready for this. I album. think we all we all like, realize where you are on this. And album. I don't know. I think the the biggest reason is for me is what I have a really hard time. Like I feel like there's something about her that has changed, 
and she's happy so i want to celebrate that like she's in love do you, do you want to celebrate she that? is in love and okay. you know her her man mm-hmm. loves grilled cheese with no butter and peanut butter with no jelly and he is her I man i don't think anybody eats grilled cheese with no butter well <laughs> i would disagree people do um you need some kind of um i don't know olive oil or they something they probably bitch. use what's it called pam spray <laughs> on it that's close enough bitch it's close enough and i i just she got real corny and i just think this album is a reflection of where she is in her life i ultimately think that sierra needs to do a residency in vegas at the club that that cardi b is at palms um and just perform a few songs and <laughs> just a few then get pregnant by her husband who just signed. She already uh, been hella. pregnant. She gonna get pregnant soon too. Yeah, she, she already gonna been pregnant. A tour that hasn't even been announced. <laughs> anyway, what was your I favorite song? I don't agree with this whole corny thing. I don't feel like there's anything. I don't feel like she has changed. She's changed enough to be considered. Did to you be see the meme where it was corny. like when you with a guy that don't love you like you love him and it's her in future, but then when you with a guy that loves you more than you love him and it's no, she's with, uh, I did I not see that that is a very but they also shady. be doing memes with him with um russell i appreciate so i appreciate their relationship did you it's, see the before and after before sierra and he was wearing cargo shorts and a polo no i totally believe it he's and very like he's very tanned and he's very like, and now he's wearing his hair and cornrows right like, his hair is better like it's kind of like the j-lo effect mm-hmm. j-lo does that to everybody that she dates like you know, when before them, before her, they're kind of just like basic, and then like after or during her, it's like, oh my god! Well, what was your favorite song on this album? Don't try to rush me, okay? We were having a conversation. I know, but your album, the you like this album? I want to know. <laughs> okay, how, so song? first of all, I never said I liked it. Well, you give it a two star. <laughs> we never gave rating on um, the Thai spice rating. What what is it? <laughs> That's out of a one to five, right? Yes. Or zero to five. Is it a zero on the tie scale or Yeah, a one? you can get zero. So, um, overall? That's what I asked. I would have to say that I give it a... Oh, I hear a one <laughs> and a two about to come out. I, I, I would have to say I give it a two. A two? Because a t- a t- I'm, I'm wondering if I want to give it a half. So, is it a two mm. or a two and a half? Well, bitch, you know I what think I it's give a, it? I think it's a 2.25. You know what I give it? <laughs> what? Uh, you know how people used to have CD players in their car and they would have like a road, you, know, you could like put a bunch of CDs in your trunk and like so that you could rotate. Yeah, it's like, called a CD disc changer. Well, I mm-hmm. would take this out of my disc, just chain, my <laughs> dick chainer, I'm about to say. <laughs> disc chainer. That's and, your dick chainer. And never, I never put it back in. Oh, bitch, I never heard listen, of this. Listen, she changer. must, she, I am blessed. Yes, dick ha- changer. I am blessed. Could you to... imagine if these fuckboys was out here changing dicks? <laughs> I am blessed to have streaming networks in front of me. So thinking about you, I love. That's like my favorite song off the whole album. We've reviewed that in the past. I actually did not um, hate Girl Gang featuring Kelly Rowland. Kelly, Kelly Rowland needs to make better choices. <laughs> <laughs> just feature all your girlfriends you can't so i did in my net song it wasn't terrible and i like beauty marks which is the um she was with the skylar lark bitch and the beauty marks song it just so i think that skylar and here's the thing about a lot of artists that i i think 
which is that you can tell a lot about where 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 some artists are in their lives mm-hmm. by the music that, that they release. And I feel like right now this is kind of just indicative of where Let's Sierra is in there. her life, where she's the corn sauce at Chipotle. She's happy. She's content. And it's playing out in her music. And, you know, if people think that that makes her corny, then so be it. Well, from one corny um, album to a two corny fellas. No. Okay. I don't agree. But go so, on. So Ed Sheeran, um, <laughs> the most famous ginger in this world. <laughs> and then uh, also not Justin true. Bieber, the corny Christian. The Prince is the most famous ginger. ginger well, the they released a duet um, named, I don't remember, I don't care. Which I ultimately That's thought, the name of the song, uh-huh, right? Which you're, I not, ultimately, you're not saying that you don't care. Which I ultimately thought was going to be my reaction. <laughs> um, I would still say that they, just, they are both corny as fuck. I, I ultimately believe that we need to have some, some in-depth dialogue around Ed Sheeran's appropriation of culture. Because, you know, um, his song be sounding real islands like, ooh, choo-choo, boo-boo. Um, and Justin Bieber, you're on this hiatus and you, I just, you want to make jokes about your girlfriend not being pregnant on April Fool's Day. Like I have so many questions. This pair collaborated re- uh, before on, um, another song from Major Lazer in 2016 called Cold Water, which featured, um, Bieber on it as well as Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran also co-wrote 2015 song, Love Yourself. By Justin Bieber. Max Martin produced this album. That just goes to show you how much bigger they both are at this point. It is. And I just, I, 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 whose album is this going to be on? What? (laughs) Is this going to be on an album? I mean, my guess would be that it's likely going to be on. Because it's Ed Sheeran featuring Justin Bieber. That it will be on Ed Sheeran's album but like they're gonna release it um uh, i haven't heard anything about ed sheeran coming out with an album so i don't know if maybe this is just like let's just make music so that like we're both still like in everyone's consciousness i think that i think that ultimately what's happening is justin bieber is trying to get the next summer song of the year because remember he had that one with um dj khaled yeah the one i'm the one remember um when like summer songs were like the a thing they still are I don't know how much they are. Maybe because I'm getting older. Yeah, I was about to say they're not for you because you're, um, you know, marching towards your mid thirties. So, oh, bitch. Okay, forty. Um, <laughs> yeah, but what were your thoughts I'm, on but, this song? But the thing is, I'm in my late thirties and I have my finger on the pulse. Oh, okay, because so. you're married to. Yeah. <laughs> to it has snack. absolutely nothing to do with you. So, but. what is your <laughs> thoughts on the song? I actually don't hate the song. I have to say that. Much um, uh, on the, in the same vein of what you're thinking, this whole Ed Sheeran, like, pseudo-Islander thing that he does with the beats is getting a little tired for me because I'm like, this is not... We have like, all this conversation around Drake appropriating other right, cultures. Why are exactly. we not having that same dialogue and, and for that's, this Caucasian Right, ginger? that's a conversation we could have also about Ed Sheeran. But I think one of the reasons we don't have that conversation about Ed Sheeran is because his... Um, appropriation if that's what you want to call it is a lot more myopic 
than Drake's. Come on, words. Where Drake just kind of like, he takes from everything. He's like, I like all these different things and I'm going to incorporate all this into my music. Whereas for Ed Sheeran, it is very kind of like specific what he does. Next thing you're going to have is Ed Sheeran's going to be playing a ukulele. (laughs) So, I mean, as far as just like taking it on the merits of just like a song, I don't mind it. I would totally dance to this if it comes on the club. Oh, I know you will, bitch. Pride's going to be something cute for you when you in this club dipping and doing it. It's cute. I'm not like a huge Ed Sheeran or a huge Justin Bieber fan, but I don't mind it. Oh, well, okay. Well, (laughs) I don't mind. I don't mind. But speaking of collabs that, um, you know, maybe weren't as expected. So this was um, expected. Well, well, okay. So the only reason that this is actually expected is because we already got an announcement about a tour. Yes. So Mary J. Blige and Nas. I'm here for this song. I'm so here for this collaboration, bitch. Uh, yes. Okay. Tell us how we, how you really feel. So I'm they to when you they have to. a song, and I'm sorry, what's it called? I didn't Thriving. Know. Thriving. Yes. So this is quintessential like Mary. DJ Camper is involved, but it's Mary like after she's come through like her dark period after you know she's been done wrong because and you know. Mary has glowed up. Bitch. She has. She looked the best. She she, she looked better than she looked forever. But that last album was more of like while she was in it, while she's in that like you yeah. know dark space, you know, with her man who we saw her in tour no and she was she she laid him out like Wendy Williams For been sure. doing recently with her. And ex. I mean, but the thing is, it's it's the interesting thing about that is that this is just par for the course for Mary, where it's like. She's done this. Like, I've seen Mary live, I don't know, probably close to 10 times. Mm. And it's just, Half you know, of them moving together. She gets into these dark spaces and she makes music about it. And, you know, it really speaks to a large percentage of her audience. But then she gets beyond it. And that's where you have things like thriving, where it's like, this is more of an anthem. It's like, I was yes, here for it. I'm living my life. I'm beyond all these dark, you know, these dark thoughts and feelings about Bitch, myself and about my relationship. I want this song to be and my I'm looking to move home. on. Ring, ring, or my ring back, bitch. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, remember ring backs? I, I mean, not really. I never. When had you would a choose back. a song, that when to you to play when people yeah, called you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I've heard ring backs, but I never had one. I liked. I think that this was a. I would say that Nas's feature, his his bars were not the strongest. Uh, that I expected a little bit more, but I would say that the song overall, I could definitely, I put it on my summer playlist because, you know, I have season playlists. I put it on my spring set playlist, rather, uh, on, on Apple Music. <laughs> Find me, bitch. It's called oh The God. Sun Is Out, bitch. That's what the spring one playlist is called. I mean, it's that there's definitely a formula for this, too, where it's like, this is, this reminds me a lot of her last album. Yeah. But just Happier. because it has a very 70s kind of feeling to it as far as like the music is concerned but again it's just like she's moved on to a different place where she's feeling better about herself now that she has you know um shed the dead weight Mm -hmm. of a fuck boy essentially can do yes all right well that my friends is unfiltered unbiased i'm sorry shuffle and repeat yeah i'm like we're gonna move now we're gonna move now into our final one of our final segments which is I mean, essentially, it is a final what had happened. Was. So this week, and what had happened was, and when I read this headline, I have to say that it made me stop in my fucking tracks, like mentally, because I was obviously reading it online. Obviously, it gave me pause. Ooh, 
where I was just kind of like, wait, what? So it's been reported that more than 3 million Americans aged 60. So I'm going to say that again, 60, 60 and older owe more than 86 billion 86 billion with a B dollars in unpaid student loans. And this is up from $66.7 billion two years ago. Oh my. So (laughs) the reason that this really like kind of like made me pause and it was quite a sobering headline to read is because this is such a relevant topic to a lot of people in a lot of different age groups. But you would think that, you know, uh, generally speaking, that this would be something that would be more relevant to younger people, more relevant to people who have been in school uh, more recently no, than 20 or 30 years ago. Students. Yeah, but okay, so let me let me break it down for you. We'll break it down. So, Serafina Galante, Come a 76-year-old who received her master's degree from San Diego State University 19 years Come ago. Come on, Serafina. Told CBS News that she still owes nearly $40,000 in student loans. Galante works part time as a caregiving consultant. How old? At seventy six years old. Come on, who Angela is she Bassett. Give, who is she giving care to? Okay, she who must, are you caring she for? She must dear? be working at the old people home. <laughs> but she makes a one hundred and seventy six dollars student loan payment monthly, Mm-mm. and the payment does not cover the interest on the loan. Uh uh-uh. uh She'll be paying this until she, till she dies. <laughs> And that's just like that gives you an idea where it's just like this cycle that a lot of people literally never emerge from. Well, Sally Mae is an absolute fucking mess. Navian, she's a bitch. Navian is but, her but they evil cousin. I was say, they did away with, with no, Sally Mae. Sally be sending you, um, sending us an email because oh. they be sending us mail like, oh, do you want a personal loan? Oh, okay. Because I was hot. I'd be ripping that shit up because I don't <laughs> fuck with Sally Oh, wait. We, I didn't see that. And Navian, I'll refinance my, refinance my student loans, which I have a question. Elizabeth Warren is out in these streets talking about she wants to eliminate student loan debt. If you refinance, would that be included? Because I have no elimination of student loan debt is elimination. So we would like because I because I refinance, I would not get the benefit. Oh, I don't know about that. I can't speak okay, on that. Because I have questions. Yeah, no, I can't I, speak You might on have that. my vote if that's your platform. <laughs> oh, my God. But questions. it's crazy because many older Americans are turning to their Social Security benefits to pay student loan debt. Can you imagine? Like, you're so using your fucking Social Security. Mm-hmm. Like, your Social Security benefits used to pay for student loans. Your Social Security is supposed to secure your social, bitch. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> but in this case, you are not securing your social. You're paying fucking loans that you took out two and you decades some ago. Years working at the nursing home. That like this, so it just goes to show you that this is a much bigger problem. She probably is. That woman probably is like you know how when they in college when they have the um, people that are students. What are they called? RAs. She's an RA at the nursing home. <laughs> She's not an RA at the. She's nursing home. definitely an RA at the nursing home. <laughs> 
<laughs> I would say she is. <laughs> but I mean, so to level set and kind of to just like, I know we're laughing, we're making a joke out of it, but. This ain't funny. Um, this is real life. It is definitely real life. That's why I refinanced because Navian was going to have me in these streets paying until I was 80. And there, you know, are, you know, there's a student debt expert by the name of Seth Frotman. Frotman. That sounds dirty. Okay, like for Taj. For <laughs> Look it up. It's dirty. Um, to- he told CBS News that the government will seize Social Security benefits to pay loans, something that is driving tens of thousands of older Americans into poverty. Uh. Student loans driving elderly Americans into poverty. Uh. I mean, and in the meantime, you know, old Trumpy Trump, old Shitstein is giving billion dollar tax breaks to billionaires. To his girlfriends. To Amazon, which didn't pay any taxes, any federal taxes last year. Well, Trump didn't give him tax breaks, did he? Yes. Oh, wait, with his tax tax thing. Yeah, the tax break. Well, you know what? At the end of the day, it, it comes down to, like, the issue is not... Like if we really want to get down and down and dirty, the issue is not student loans. The issue is the cost of secondary education. It, it's it's multiple things, and that is one of the things that. So true. ultimately, you wouldn't need student loans if the cost of secondary education was not what it is. You today. wouldn't need student loans if secondary education was free. Yeah, which so again it, is a twenty twenty um, election. Bitch, I'll go. Listen, I will go to college again. Issue for free ninety nine. <laughs> Listen, community. I just and everything. bet you would. <laughs> I mean, Can who wouldn't? I mean, community some, and everything. Some people wouldn't. Some people. School is not for everybody. It isn't. Okay, you know what? And ultimately, either is Trump. So please vote <laughs> in the 2020 election and pay attention to who is out in these streets telling you to vote for them um, on the other side. So it's really important to listen to who our candidates are. Don't make decisions and don't feel like you need to be voting for the identities that the, that you identify as like gay or black or, or white or woman. Just listen to their platforms and be an informed voter. Not only that, going back to the actual topic, I would oh, say oh, what's the top. Not, <laughs> I wasn't trying to be rude. Um, but what I would say. I'm not trying to be rude, dude. <laughs> what I would say is that um, for any of those of you out there who have student loans that are like hundreds of dollars a month that you're paying, don't pay the minimum. Not only that. Well, sometimes that's you, all you can you, pay. Not only that, if you can, if you can afford to not pay the minimum. Listen, because when I, when I was paying that Sally Mae bitch. My minimum was four hundred dollars, and that was which is the crazy. Minimum. So actually, let me go back. I will amend my previous statement and say, look into refinancing, because refinancing for a lot of people can save a lot of money. So look into that first, and if you can't, you know, if you can refinance, great, refinance. If you can't refinance, continue to pay your loans, obviously, but. If you can pay more than the minimum, do it because mm-hmm. that's how you find yourself in a situation where you are awesome. 76 years old and you're still paying for your student loans because you know, what you're paying that's is crazy. not going to the principal. And you have to be an RA at the nursing home or not going to the interest. It's so crazy. This is such a crazy story. It makes me very sad. It makes me sad for, you know, the elderly people in our country who are going through that. Um, and it, and it also is interesting to me because I always just thought of this as being more 
of an issue for younger people mm-hmm. and it's crazy to hear that this is actually something that's affecting older people which would make you think that older people would vote differently than they do Mm-mm. sorry i need water yeah i know you've been quiet uh because i was like i need to drink water okay um ultimately <laughs> i just think like you know education is important but also being educated is important you know, you can be educated and you can you can have education and not be educated. Does that make sense? Not really. Like, because like ultimately, like you said, like older people are not voting in a way to benefit themselves. They're voting with what they know, what they're comfortable in because mm-hmm. they're not educating themselves in the platforms that matter to the most. Who wants to be 70 plus years old and RA at the nursing home paying Here your bills? You go, RA at the fucking nursing home. <laughs> Like, that's not fair. So, you know, again. That is uh, just a mess. What you doing? What what were you about to say? Drink my water. Okay. You want to drink more water? Mm -hmm. Okay. You done? Mm. All right. Mm. Great. So that, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone in between, is what had happened was. So now we're going to move into... Our happy final ending. segment, happy ending. So and I you're will go start. first. Yes, please do. My happy ending is on my phone and it needs to unlock. Here it is. Be happy in the moment. That's enough. Each moment is all we need, not more. At, and this is really important because at time we, we focus on everything that's going on around us and we forget to be grateful what's right in front of us. And I think that ultimately this podcast is a great example my my marriage is a great example. You know, um, the weekends are a great example. You know, there's you know being there's so many things to be grateful for. But what happens is, you get so wrapped up in what's next that you're not in the moment. So it's a reminder that quote in general is a reminder to sit back and be grateful, be be present, and be be happy. I feel like we've told people to be present in so many different ways in our happy endings. And that's my, because you know why? It's my 2019 goal, bitch. (laughs) I mean, but uh, okay. Yeah. No. Well, when we hit that one year mark, maybe something new will happen. Okay. Um, so, so for shady. me, it's not so much a happy ending as it is just some kind of like sage advice that well, I saw out go. on the internet, which is um, essentially what it says. And, and some of you may have already seen this is that um, the story goes that, you know, someone was explaining to their mother who was not necessarily up on pop culture what spilling tea means. <laughs> yeah. And they explained it to her. And then her reply, which is really the word in this, was be careful where you spill tea because tea leaves stains. Oh, bitch. That right there. Is or it. tea leaves stains. Be careful where you spill it. I think is how it actually um, how I read it. That is, that so is a word. I think that, that is a word. I think it's sage advice. I think that, you know, um, you know, and we spill tea on our show and you know, you probably spill tea in your everyday life. You You've spill been at tea the office, bitch. When you're with friends, you spill tea when you're at the office. And I think that it's just sage advice for you to be cognizant of where you're spilling this tea with whom you are spilling this tea and just kind of keeping in mind that you know whoever you're spilling tea with about the next person is very likely if they have any of your tea they're spilling that with other people boom boom so it's just something that you want to keep in mind you know when you're having these moments where gossip 
feels like fun or it thinks or feels like it's something that you should be doing. You just want to keep in mind that, you know, in a lot of cases, the people who will gossip with you will gossip about you oh, come on bitch with the words so that is it oh, bitch, that's don't our call episode me auntie. that that's, is our episode don't be rude <laughs> that's an auntie quote how are we ending this episode bitch what, what do you need to i just want to tell everyone though as ray mentioned in the beginning of the episode be sure to find us on all social medias at he said he said pod also find us on all podcast streaming service at that same message at he said he said pod be sure to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Create the movement with us. Without you, we would be nowhere but on the swings at the park. <laughs> so we want to thank each and every one of you for listening and for telling us. Yes. And telling your friends about us because ultimately you are our street team. Yeah. And, so, that, and that's what I would say would be please. You know, if you've told a friend, tell one or two more. And we remember. People in Seattle, which we know we have listeners here in our city, we want to tell you and remind you that we will see you on May 29th at Barsu on Capitol Hill for We Said Bingo, a pop culture experience. Be sure to come because our jackpot will be a lot. And and if you do come, bring a friend because the more friends you bring, the higher the jackpot. And as we've said before, our one-year anniversary is just around the river band. So yes, Pocahontas. Okay, come on, Pocahontas with all the uh, the hair so without the cheekbones. Um, we hope to see you there on June seventh at Barsu for we for I'm sorry for oh a God, shuffle yes, and repeat nineties yes, yes, experience. Yes, we already said all of this. Guess what, bitch? <laughs> we are going to be in Vegas next week, but we will deliver an episode that will be iconic. Okay, yeah. And what in the words of Jane Jackson? What you going? That's say? the end. Uh-uh. Yeah, bitch. it is. It's sad. No, bitch. Okay, In the yeah. words of Celine Dion, yeah. my uh-huh. heart will go on. <laughs> we'll talk to y'all later. <laughs> <laughs>